This is Kate Swoboda, creator of YourCourageousLife.com, director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers and at Amazon. The Your Courageous Life podcast is all about going after what you want and creating and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. Might drop a couple of F-bombs, so maybe don't listen with your kids in the backseat of the car. And here we go with today's episode. All right, let's get into the how of achieving your goals. So I've done webinars and things over the years on goal setting. If you look around for it, you will definitely find you could search for Kate Swoboda and agile goal setting And you'll find a webinar that I did on agile planning and goal setting because for sure coming out of the pandemic year of 2020, it's like, okay, I want to set some goals, but they definitely need to be able to pivot. And I actually think agile planning is a great approach to any kind of goal setting. So there's the, how do you, you, what are the goals? What do you want them to be? And how do you set them? Today, I want to talk about the things that go into really achieving goals. What are the things that people who can set a goal and really get it done, achieve it, what is different there? What is someone who can achieve their goals doing that is different than what others are doing when they say, I really want this for myself, and then it doesn't quite happen? As I talk about how to achieve your goals today, I want to know I want you to know where I'm drawing from. I am a huge human psychology nerd. I can hang out with Google Scholar and just go down the best rabbit hole. And in case you have any of those leanings too, God, what a great time to be alive. Scholar.google.com. You can look up so many things. I mean, just it, it, clinical research studies and abstracts where they take a theory about human motivation or what makes people tick or why people go X when they really should go Y and decision-making processes and all of that. So much of that is available at our fingertips. And it's really cool to go through studies on goal setting, on motivation. And wow, what a time to be alive where you can actually find out. This is what we understand currently, of course, and dependent on the study, but this is what we understand about why people do what they do and what could make it different. So that is my frame of reference when I am thinking about how to achieve goals. I am also drawing from client experience, hundreds, probably at this point, thousands, I don't know, of hours of coaching and hearing people talk about their goals and what they did to make those goals happen, watching the process happen. It's like one of my favorite things about being a coach is remembering towards the end of a client relationship, having a session with them and remembering with them, where were you when you started? What was life like then? What what did you think about your capacity to achieve what you achieved? And holy shit, you just amazed yourself. It's just one of my favorite things about working with clients and getting to look back and see how they see themselves through new eyes. Because when you have achieved something that you were not sure you could achieve at the beginning, Oh, oh, yeah, like you look back on yourself differently because the world has opened up to you. All right, so let's get into this. So achieving your goals. The first one is, in my opinion, 
80% of the entire thing. So this is the one, like I'm going to give three things today that I think are helpful for the how of achieving goals. But this first one, dial it in, get ready. It is commit. You want to achieve your goals. You have got to commit. And we need to review what it means to commit. Commit is not, I'll try. Commit is not, we'll see where this goes. Commit is not, eh, I'll do my best. Commit is, I am 100% in this game to the degree that even on the days where I notice my motivation is low or I don't feel like doing it, I still suit up and show up in whatever capacity I can. Commit on the level of this is happening no matter what. This is happening no matter what. That is the commitment. Now, commitment is so often compared to marriage or monogamous relationships. And I find that to be something of an incorrect or perhaps um, misaligned comparison. Because when you make a commitment to, for instance, a marriage, you are making a commitment based on who you are in that moment, who that person is in that moment, your relationship in that moment, who you understand one another to be in that moment. And the reality is that over the course of a relationship, people do shift and change. I would never say to someone who is in a marriage where both partners are unhappy And they've done everything they can to try to shift that. Well, you know, you guys made a commitment. Come on, are you committed? I think it's a different kind of a situation. I think in relationships or situations that are highly fluid or really subject to change, the commitment is more to the process you are in than to a specific outcome or person. So for instance, If the commitment you are making when you get married is to be in a process of loving and honoring the person you're married to, then if ultimately the two of you decide to get a divorce because you realize that being married is not how you both can best honor, love, connect, support all those things with one another, then you're still honoring your commitment. And I'm not just playing semantics here with like conscious uncoupling, and which is actually a phrase I, I like, frankly, um, because it seems like a really beautiful vision for two people who are getting a divorce and divorce is so often seen as only negative, but it's not only negative. Relationships change. People are fluid. If the commitment is to the process and not to, I have to check the box of married, then you can stay committed to that process. And I think it opens people up for even more. With goals, it's a little bit different. I'm hopeful that nobody here is going, uh, well, hey, if I can check the marriage box, I've hit my goal. Because a lot of people can check the marriage box and are not in happy marriages. It's, so we're talking about goal setting today or how to achieve your goals today from the vantage point of things like, I want to run a marathon. I would like to change careers. 
I want to um, make decisions with more confidence and less concern about what other people think. A goal is not always a specific tangible outcome, like I want to write a book, so I'm holding the book in my hand once I've written it. That can be a goal. Sometimes they are intangible. So the example of the person who wants to feel more confident when making decisions and not worry so much about what other people might think of their decisions. That's a goal that's about your way of being. But again, let's go back to commitment. Commit on the level of this is happening no matter what. What do I mean by happening? I mean the process. So you are achieving a goal because you are saying, here is what I'd like to see happen. I am putting my full weight behind making this happen. I recognize that I'm going to have days where I don't feel like it. I expect that there could be setbacks and that even if there are setbacks, I am pushing forward. This is happening no matter what. And again, the this that I'm talking about is being in the game 100%, in the process 100%, in your life 100% going, I am doing everything I can to move in the direction of this goal that I am setting for myself. Stop now, pause now, think about this now, get it into your bones now. That life is too short to keep telling yourself that you'll do or move into more way of being later. Life is just too short to say, I'm going to do that later. Life is just too short to say, oh, I'll move into that way of being later. Because what we've got is right now. What we've got is right now. And admittedly, I'm bringing some of my bias to this conversation I don't know why I can't think of an experience in particular that has has given me this lens on life, but I remember just even from being a small child, always looking around at the world with some sense of wonder and seeing how there were just so many things that a person could be and do and experience in a lifetime, and I didn't want to miss it. And I don't mean that in a hungry ghost kind of way of like chasing some kind of empty fulfillment. I just mean I have an awe and a reverence for all the multitudes of possibilities that are in one lifetime and the fact that as humans, we will never experience all of them. (laughs) And there's so many things to be interested in and curious about. And that's a fascinating and amazing thing about being a human being. So why not use this blood pumping through your heart, this air that's, that's going through your lungs, these ideas that come to you, why not make them into something? Why not get excited? Why not say, I want to see what I'm capable of? It is fun to play that game. And that's a reframe for a lot of people. I'm aware of that. For a lot of people, it's like, oh my God, it's so overwhelming to go after what I want. There's a shift that can happen if you decide, and it is a decision. Yes, it's some parts overwhelming, but what do I want to pay my attention to? What do I want to put my focus on? I want to pay more attention to how exciting it could be if it turned out like just exactly the way I'm hoping it will. Get revved up about that. Get committed. Decide, this is what I'm doing this year. When I create 
goals for myself at the start of each year, that's what I look for. I write down things that when I write them down on paper, there's part of me that's going, oh shit, really that? I don't know if I can do that. And another part of me that's going, oh, but it'd be so cool if I could do that. It'd be so amazing that life would be even better. And of course, there's the reckoning that when I really commit, when you really commit, you can't lose. And here's why. Because even if you don't hit your intended metric, you will still learn something. Here's what I mean by that. Let's say your goal is to write that book or run that marathon. Something I'm going to go with something tangible, okay? If you get to the end of the year and you did not actually write a book, but you committed with everything you had in you to try to make that metric of I have a complete book happen, you will learn something about yourself that is more valuable than having a completed book in your hand. You will learn something about who you are, what you're capable of, the level of your devotion, where you want to look at a weaker spot that could be strengthened, something, and it's going to improve your life. It's going to make life better. Same thing with a marathon. You might not, if you don't run your 26.2 miles to hit that marathon, but you really committed to the process of trying to achieve that goal, you will learn something about yourself that is so valuable. So commit, 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 decide. I am a person who aligns with my integrity, who aligns with my most courageous self. I commit and I do not go back on my commitments. And again, going back on a commitment, I'm talking about the process. If you have a goal to run a marathon and then you get a stress fracture, I would never say, well, don't back down on your commitment. You got to run through the stress fracture. What I would say is the commitment is the process of trying to get there. So when you have the setback, like a stress fracture, do you go to a place of, well, womp, womp, why did I even bother? There was no point. I don't know. It was a stupid goal. I couldn't get there. Or do you go, this is the moment when I congratulate myself for how far I came. This is the moment when I set my sights on when I can do the marathon. Okay, fine. Couldn't do it this year. Going to have to have some recovery time before I can set my, you know, my, my next date, but I will set a date because I'm in it. Or maybe it's when you learn something, you go, you know what? Running isn't my thing. What else might I try? What the process of running the marathon is not supposed to be about hitting the finish line. It's supposed to be about what you give to yourself, what you give to your body, what you give to your life, because you had a goal to do something that for most people is a challenge. Commit, 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 commit. All right. Point taken? I hope so. All right. Commitment, I think, is 80% of it. I really, really do. And here's the other 20%. Um, And this is stuff that you've heard before, but this is part of commitment. You know you're committed when you're willing to do this, these other two things that are the remaining 20%. Break the big goal into smaller goals. And again, I know that's Captain Obvious advice. Break a bigger goal into a smarter goal. Gee, never heard that before, Kate. Yeah, but have you done it and actually stuck to it? 
Because if you have, you probably don't need to listen to this podcast. If you are somebody who commits 100% to the process of going after the goal you want to achieve and you break it into smaller goals and you, you like, you're really consistent with, with the smaller goals that lead to the bigger goal. Well, yay. Congratulations. Like huge round of, round of applause. That's really exciting. Most people have to learn what it truly means to break a bigger goal into a smaller goal and commit to the smaller goals. So take your bigger goal and ask yourself in the next month, what's a small step I need that's going to inch me closer? Personally, I, I'm a, you know, January 1 goal set for 12, you know, the next 12 months, um, break it down by quarter, you know, so there's a big goal that I want by the end of the year. And then on a quarterly basis, I'm saying, okay, here's what I need to be doing this quarter that inches me forward and then next quarter and all that. And I have other podcasts where I've actually broken down that process in more detail. Now I'm going to move into the other part of this 20%. So I said 80% of it's commitment and then 20% of it is two other things. And one of the things is break big goals into smaller goals. Here's the other one also related to commitment. Make it a habit to check in regularly. And I draw from experience on this one. And this one's particularly important if the goal you want to achieve is a way of being goal. So I went to coaching sessions for ages with my coach, Matthew Marzell. He gave me a number of awesome tools that I could use to shift my life. I would feel all inspired after a session, like, yeah, I'm going to use these tools. And they go back into my life and I had no habit for checking in on them. And because I had no habit for checking in on them, I did not then use them really. And then I, I get back into some other cycle or pattern and I go to a session with him and oh, I know this and that, and it's really hard and all that. And okay, let's review the tools. Let's talk about some tools you can use that could be helpful. Oh yeah, that's right. I want to use these tools. That would be helpful. That's a good idea. Go back into my life. And then I have no process for checking in on anything. So then same thing happens again. Sound familiar? Yeah. So checking in on the status of the goal regularly is an important path to move you forward. Again, this is especially the case, I think, with way of being goals. So one of the tools, for instance, that Matthew had given to myself and my now husband, Andy, is to have a daily check-in with one another about some, you know, different things going on in the relationship. And when we have that daily check-in with one another and we, we did it daily, like it took a while because we both did the same thing. We go, we did like, you know, go through life. It's not part of life. Da, da, da. But once we got that habit of a daily check-in happening, it didn't happen right away, but with time, Daily check-ins stopped being like a thing, like, oh God, okay, we got to sit down, we got to set up this time for this daily check-in for da-da-da, like, uh, it's so prescriptive, and da-da. it just became conversation. I mean, now we can just be ki- cleaning up the kitchen and have a daily check-in, and that is something that I wouldn't say it's a uh, written-down goal, I suppose, that I have, although it's certainly one I hold in my heart to be the best possible partner I can be in my marriage. That is a goal I'd like to have. So I'm going to have to probably check in with my husband and him with me, right? And that makes sense when we talk about it 
on a podcast episode, when we talk about if, if we want to have exceptional relationships, we're going to need to do things like occasionally check in on, you know, how are you doing with this or that thing that we both have been struggling with? Um, I know that you were kind of annoyed with me earlier. Where are you at with that now? These sorts of check-ins make sense when we talk about them outside of the heat of the moment. How many of us listening to this, how many of you listening to this have a regular process for checking in with the people who are most important to you? It's just a question worth considering. How often do we say these relationships are important or it's important to me to become a more courageous person? But then we have no process to actually check in with ourselves and go, hey, today, did I really do all I could to be my most courageous self? Today, did I make some point of of having affection or a check-in or um, a moment of laughter with my partner or as a parent or however you want this to play out? The point is that Saying I have some big goal I want to achieve and even breaking that big goal into smaller parts is not going to fully get the job done. There's got to be some kind of status check, some kind of what's going on with this or what time of day do I check in with this tool because otherwise it just gets too easy to let laundry and dishes and that unexpected tax bill and, oh gosh, I, I need to drive an hour and I, the, the car doesn't have gas and I'm running late. It just becomes too easy for the minutia of life to obscure the bigger things that we want for, for our lives. I want something better than that for you. I really do. I really feel like there are so many situations I've seen, and, and this is from my vantage point as a life coach working with clients I've just watched as so many people struggled for so long to really make goal fulfillment happen on their own through sheer willpower. And then they get so down on themselves when it doesn't happen. They think they're not cut out for it. They think it's just like, no, really, I promise it's not that. I genuinely believe that people can can achieve any goal that they set their mind to if they are really committed to the entire process of what it means to go after a goal, including committed to the process of what if there's a setback or something unexpected happens and how can I keep moving through even under those circumstances, I really believe it's possible for you to achieve any goal you set your mind to. 80% of it's commitment. The other 20% is, is strategy. It's break goals into smaller parts and make some kind of habit around checking in. That's how you get the goal. And I can't wait for the day when one of you pings me on social media or somewhere else and says, Kate, I listened to that podcast episode on how to achieve goals, and now I'm freaking amazing myself because I didn't know I was capable of this, and it turns out I always was all along. All right, that's today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You know you can continue the work and the fun if you want to. Head on over to yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin 
and become a Your Courageous Life subscriber because as soon as you sign up, you get access to an entire library of worksheets and audios and other bonuses. And of course, you'll be receiving more courage in your inbox and who wouldn't love that? You can learn more about the Courageous Living Coach Certification at teamclcc.com. You can get the Courage Habit at your local bookseller, on Amazon, wherever you like. We can even connect on social media. I'm on Facebook at Your Courageous Life. So look for facebook.com forward slash Your Courageous Life. And I'm on Instagram as Kate Courageous. And I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. So here's to you using these courageous tools in your life and creating a real ripple effect of good. And again, thanks so much for listening. I love it that you're here.